0: We'll <laughs> be Happy Football Friday. God, I love Football Friday. We only got two more days, and we have our Sunday, which is beautiful. Uh, This is the All-NFL podcast. The All-City NFL podcast. That man is the great Baldy Brian Baldinger. I'm Anthony Gargano. I'm Cuz. And, uh, you know, every day you got to just... Hit that subscribe button so you can get this podcast every day. It's an hour show that, and sometimes longer uh, that we just love. We talk about all about the game, but I give you a happy football Friday for everybody except in Cincinnati and in Cleveland. Baldy, we got to start breaking news today. Joe yeah. Burrow out for the season with his wrist injury, forced to leave the game last night. And I mean, just it's just devastating.
1: Well, I I, I knew it was serious, cuz um as soon as he made the his last throw of the season to Joe Mixon for a touchdown to put the Bengals up 10-7, and he just winced in pain and doubled down. Then we saw him on the sideline. He could not griple football. No. It reminded me very much of what we saw from Brock Purdy in the championship game. When he went down, you know, and Hassan Reddick hit him. And he literally tried to throw a ball; he couldn't grip. Now it's a different injury. Burrow's a wrist injury. Obviously, Brock Purdy's was his elbow. But nonetheless, it's it's devastating. It's just devastating. Like the Bengals are done. They got a quarterback playing who before yesterday had thrown one pass in his league. They were under. They were, they didn't have enough insurance at that position. However, I mean Joe Burrow. Like it it, it pains me. We just had this segment because the other day about quarterbacks, how much we love quarterbacks. And I sent a note out today to Joe and to the Bengals and to the NFL. Like, we need Joe Burrow. We need great quarterbacks in this league. We need these guys coming down the stretch. It makes us watch. They keep us engaged. There's not enough good ones. There's never been enough good ones. This is devastating. Because the Bengals, you know, look, they they lost a tough game. They were on the outside looking in. But Burrow is a guy that could get them there. And right now, um, this this, this season – this season is over, no matter how hard they play. Like, they don't have enough. No, it's over. Right? Position. We
0: talked, you're spot on. I mean, the, the sad the sad thing is we talked over the last week, you know, forget the loss on Sunday, right, before last night right against Houston. They were playing well. They were playing good football. It looked like Joe was back, right? You know, they had the T. Higgins injury. They were still able to get past it. They look like they were a team about to reclaim who they were. Yeah. And, you know, you lose on Sunday. Okay. But then you lose Burrow and last night and now it's over. And, and you're right. It's, it's sad. I'm sad. I love watching Joe Burrow play quarterback. And that, that's a big loss for this league. Well, I mean, if you think about
1: just two weeks ago, he goes out to San Francisco three weeks ago and he puts up one of the great performances. Like it was just, he just carved up a great defense. Like it was nothing. And, you know, they they really had no, they had no idea really how to stop him. And so you lose Joe, we lose a great, I was out there in training camp this summer because this is after he had, uh, uh, after he had torn his calf muscle. And I was talking to his dad, Jamar Chase's dad, nice people, really great people. And I remember Jamar Chase telling me, you know, Baldy, honestly, I hope Joe isn't ready week one against Cleveland. I hope he comes back when he's – we need him in December and January. You know, we need him healthy. We don't need him in September. And that's all you're saying is, like, if it takes an extra two weeks. And it turns out, Jamar was right. Like, he shouldn't have played week one. He wasn't ready. But then he did get – he got through it. He got back into his groove, throwing it as well as anybody over, you know, a five-week stretch, four-week stretch. And then to
0: see this last night, I just wonder – how bad was this injury before, cuz? Like well, the NFL was was wondering that. Like, you know, that was one of the things because he wasn't listed on the injury report. But it really is, is like, was he able to go? Clearly, he was not himself. He wasn't really himself last week. But, you know, by, by that, you mentioned that second quarter throw to Mixon. I mean, he winced. I mean, he was done. He was done, and but you know,
1: did he did he play on a short week with a bad wrist? I
0: know.
1: You know, did did he just push it? Was there is there a you know, I mean, we, we may not find out. Maybe it'll blow up. But it's like you know, if you're an investigative reporter here, you got to go find like okay, what was what was the what was the bandage on the wrist for that the Bengals took down? What was that supposed to do? Was that uh, just you know one of those um, things just to keep it. Um, you know, I don't know, just to keep it tight and, you know, just as some sort of a reinforcement for the wrist.
0: Right. You know, what, was, right. what was the issue there? And that's, and I mean, and that's what's the, the big news earlier before it came down that he was out for the season. Everybody kept wondering, like, well, why wasn't he on the injury report? He's wearing that thing. Uh, the other thing, Baldy, is that this AFC North that we love, that division, which is such a great division, devastating injuries to three of the four teams. So earlier yes. this week, we learned about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson out for the year. We talked about his injury, but now he's out for the year. The uh, Browns are working out Joe Flacco today.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe. They got Joe off and the Joe, golf course today. He's your guy. He's your
0: guy. You and Joe. Of course
1: he is. You know, but was he was he out there playing golf with Jaworski today? Yes. And then he got the call from Cleveland. Like I looked. I mean, Joe. Joe's better. I mean, if I was Cincinnati, I would have signed Joe Flacco. At the beginning of the season, I would have signed him. Like he sees, knows how to play uh, the game at a high level, and to see like Cincinnati turning it over to Jake Browning doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, we lose Deshaun Watson, we lose Joe Burrow, we lose Mark Andrews in the well, course that of was one the week. the third
0: one I was going to bring up. The third, the three of the four teams, Mark Andrews, Baldy. I mean, he was poised to have a great game. First of all, the uh, and you could, you could just see it. Cincinnati doesn't cover the tight end well. He was out about to have a big game. He's such a great weapon. He and Lamar, what a great connection. I love Mark Andrews. And that's another one that just is – that sucks.
1: Look, they they have Isaiah Likely. They have uh, Charlie Kolar. Both those guys were fourth-round draft picks last year. Nobody thinks that they're the next coming of Mark Andrews. Not to knock any any of them. They were fourth-round picks. But Mark Andrews is a special player. Like, he's right there – I mean, you, you know, you want to talk about Travis Kelsey. And not, that's, it, that's a hard one to overcome. Now, during the game, it's interesting because once he went down, the ball went to the wide receivers. It went to Odell Beckham. It went that's to Rashad Bateman. It went to Zay. Like, you know, the touchdown, uh, I, I put it out there on Twitter this morning, the touchdown to Rashad Bateman was classic Lamar where he breaks the pocket. And Cincinnati's got to make a decision. Mike Hilton comes to really pressure him, and he throws this. Normally, that ball would go to Mark Andrews. That'd be his first target when he breaks the target, breaks the pocket at the ten-yard line. That's where that ball's going. And now, without him, you know, he found he found Bateman for his first touchdown of the season. So, like, they're gonna they're gonna have to adjust for sure.
0: Nelson Aguilar caught a touchdown yeah. ball. well, how, how about that one?
1: Like the ball glances off of Jermaine Pratt's hands. And it's like, Aguilar's not even looking for the ball. And the ball found him. Like, it was... (laughs) It's like one of those things where it's just better to be lucky than good.
0: Yeah, but to your point, I mean, Zay had a touchdown that was called back. Zay Flowers is... Wow. I mean, he's just such an amazing You know,
1: I was was
0: at... I I remember
1: the day. August 2nd, I was at the Ravens. I went... This summer, I went from the Steelers on August first, Ravens August second, and Bengals on August fourth. So I saw like the AFC North, right there. And I was in Baltimore, and you know they, hey, who do you want to talk to? And uh, I go, well, was you know, is Lamar off limits? Like, well, he just got done talk. So I said, give me Zay Flowers. I want to talk to Zay. So he comes in. He's one of these kids, cause this, you can't, he you can't get a smile off his face. Just in, like a innately happy kid. And I remember um, during his pro day at Boston College, Steve Smith Senior uh, works for us. Um, he went he went to his workout, and he was the first one that told me he can play inside or he can play outside. Don't look at him as just because of his size, he can't play outside. And literally, he learned every position on the offense. I mean, he is he, he he's 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 a pretty special kid.
0: He is. How did he go? It's amazing. How did he wind up a BC? That's the story I, I gotta figure out because I mean, you look at I mean, his abilities. Wow. I mean, like, he should be down in the SEC, right? Like yeah. he's in Bama and Georgia. Like, you know, what a what a talent
1: he is. He's a he's a talent. He's got he's got exceptional change of direction and change of speeds. Like, I mean, he can. He, I, I always just call it the whoop-whoop. Like, he just do, yeah, he can yeah. put the whoop-whoop on you, man. You know, he's, he's, he's exciting. And a fun, just a, you know, just good energy, fun kid to be around. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not one of these kids that's going to pout if he's not getting the ball. That's never going to happen. But he's a good route runner, though, too. He can separate.
0: Yeah, he can. He, he, he really is. All right. I, I got to ask you, because getting back to the injury thing, because these injuries, my God, I mean, you know, Barrow Watson Andrews so two of them happened on a short week we think when it comes to burrow we know with Andrews is we've talked about this a long time but it's worth really discussing it is Thursday night football worth it
1: I don't think so I I know you know it's it's great for television it's great to have Amazon Prime as a a partner to the NFL, they pay a lot of money for those rights and streaming and all that kind of stuff. But it's just not—it's not good for the players. Especially we're in week eleven, cuz, and you're going a short week. Guys are banged up. They don't want to let their teammates down. You know who knows how many? You know, like most of these guys don't even practice during the week and on a short week. They're just trying to get treatment, walkthroughs. They're just trying to get to it. It's—it's—and we know next week, cuz we're going to get six teams on Thanksgiving and we're going to get black Friday. So we're going to get eight teams on a short week next week in week 11. And I I hope, man, I hope we don't get serious injuries on these days when everybody's watching and you go, man, would this, cause you have to ask the question, would these injuries happen if it was on a seven day rest?
0: And so I, I think, listen, one of the things that has come up recently, in society is rethinking how we do things. So I get the need for Thursday night football and that other day. That's not Monday, right? Maybe it's Tuesday night and it's part of the same week, right? Where you you can actually do it on a Tuesday and then play on a Monday or a Sunday. It's not as bad, right? Like, if you can actually space out bye weeks, there has to be some sort of, you know, listen, we talk all the time about AI and how the schedule makers, you watch any NFL broadcast and you know the, the AI systems are all about it, right? They're making a schedule. Is there a way to make the schedule with. Boy, you can, you're talking about
1: adding a second bye week. Yes. Yeah. And just extending the, 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 extending the season another week.
0: I mean, I, you play I mean,
1: 17, was, you play 17 games in 19 weeks, and you get that second, second rest week.
0: Yeah, I think you need it. I think you I think the players need it. I think the schedule makers need it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even opposed to having, you know, three bye weeks. I, I don't wherever it takes that you can get football on a Monday, a Thursday, or any other day of the week, Friday, whatever you want to do. But it's not off a short week.
1: Well, here's the contrast to that, cuz. Monday night, we're going to get Kansas City and Philadelphia playing. Both those teams now are going to be on 15 days rest. Wait till you see the quality of football on Monday night. Now, they're two good teams. But wait till you see just how fresh
0: these guys look. I mean, honestly. It's going to look different. Those two should have played on Thursday. Yeah, Right. They they should have played, like they that that's you know you, you have sufficient rest. I, I, I'm with you, man. I I think I mean these players. This is a rough. This but if you think about this, Cubs, think about this. Baltimore
1: just played three games in eleven days. This the Eagles will go fifteen days without playing a game. Yeah, like. I mean, th- you know, this is, that, you know, you just can have is. a whole lot more available bodies
0: with 15 days rest. I agree. And listen, you know at some point the owners are going to go to 18 games because just to make it even. That, well, like, if you go to
1: 18 games, then you got to go two by, so it then it becomes a 20-week season.
0: Yes. And almost
1: the hell with preseason. Like right. just get rid of preseason, scrim- have your scrimmages, you know, condense that, but have an 18-week season with two bye weeks and just make it a 20-week se- uh, season.
0: And so see, let's let's be real. Like, d- does it matter if the Super Bowl is in the middle of February or the end of February no. or the first week in March? I mean, no. like, are people going to go, no? People no. love this sport. Like, you're right. never going to get – it's not like you're ever going to be a nine-month-a-year sport like basketball or hockey or baseball. That's never going to happen. So if it goes to, you know, March – who cares? At least it helps player safety. It, it 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 people love it, right? Like they're not not going to watch. They're, they're always going to watch. So I don't understand the problem.
1: Well, that may get a lot more discussion this off season.
0: And it should. Listen, yeah. I think there should be games like on like I love the Black Friday idea, but have the to have that team play on the previous Thursday. Those two teams. You know what I mean? Like. You got to yeah. work out with the bye week. You could figure it out with having two buys, with having all other days. You could figure it out and still not have teams play in four days. Like that's yeah. three games in eleven in eleven days. It's just outrageous.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, at least Baltimore had their three games all at home. They didn't travel at all for those three games. Cincinnati had to travel.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I'm it sad was tough. Though, to no, no Burrow. That's crazy. That's, no Watson. How insane is that division? Steelers. All right, so let's talk about it from uh, 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 the other standpoint, which is Bengals are done. The Browns are done.
1: Well, I'm not going to write the Browns off yet. I'm not going to do it. I've seen rookie quarterbacks win games in this league already this year. Yeah, I, I mean, just saw Daniel O'Connell throw game winner. Year, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to write him off. He had he, he played 40 games for Chip at UCLA. Yeah. He played four preseason games. He started a game this year against Baltimore. Like, I'm not writing him off. If if, if he fails, they'll put PJ in there, who's won games in this league and a lot of different stops. Like that, that team can still run the football. They still play great they defense. A great they, defense. Got a they, they got a kicker that's seven for seven over 50 yards this year. Yeah. So if you're thing. if you're an offense, you get the ball to the 35 yard line. You're gonna you're gonna get three points, so you know if you start at the 25, I mean you got to go literally 40 yards and however you do it, penalties, running, one big play, like you're in scoring territory.
0: What does that do for the Steelers? You want to talk about- well, the
1: Steelers right now, I mean, they got the big game against Cleveland this weekend, so you know this is a uh, this is a huge game. Um, Pittsburgh is running the ball much better right now over the last two weeks. Broderick Jones, Milo like they are cooking at running the football. We'll see how they do this see how
0: Najee he looked. He looked good. And Warren, I mean, they look good. They look Locking is, up front. Warren is
1: like, that kid's got pop, man. He does. I knew it last year. They lost linebackers. You know, they'll, they'll play Mark Robinson in there at the inside. But they've overcome their injuries. Cam Hayward missed eight games this year with uh, pulled groin muscle. He's back. Um, but the, the offense line looks good, and really, Mike Tomlin basically called out Kenny Pickett. He he needs to do more, and I'm all for quarterbacks that take the kid gloves off these quarterbacks. Like you got to do more, you got to play better. We need more from you. You know, like call it out. Like this game, both teams are six and three. You know, if whoever wins is seven and three, and the right on the heels a half game behind Baltimore is eight and three. So you know, both teams could still be in it if Cleveland finds a way to beat Pittsburgh and they get to 7-3, and three, I mean, they find a way to win three more games, Cubs, they're going to be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's completely fascinating. I mean, that division is, is just wild. Uh, it's, it's wild. All right, time now to go through the matchups for the week and I'll go through all the games. And uh, we just gave you Steelers and Browns just talking about that's going to headline the early games uh, real quick about Pickett. Can, can Pickett be a guy that could win you a game? Well, he has, you know, I mean,
1: the, the one stat that keeps coming up is how he plays in the fourth quarter. And he's been excellent in the fourth quarter. Like last year, he came down the final drive and beat the Raiders on a bitterly cold night, week the week eighteen against Baltimore took the team down through a touchdown pass to Najee Harris to win the game. He's done it this year. Like he's been excellent in the fourth quarter, but I mean, I've seen him in some of these
0: games where he doesn't
1: do a thing in the first three
0: quarters. Like you, you well, can't put yourself. Like it's a big game. Can he throw them to the victory? Well, they need they need. Well, if
1: the if the running game keeps going the way it is, like that will help them out a lot. Yeah, like I think Pickens is a legit big-time threat, but you need more than that. So they've been playing without Friermuth. The the kid Darnell Washington is playing. Deontay Johnson is back. Like, I feel like he's got help around him right now. And so this is really critical. You know, these are going to be division games in Cleveland this week. You're going to get bad weather games. You're going to get game. you know, they've got big games coming up. And so you can't just,
0: you know, you just can't Play great defense and run the ball. You need more than that in this league today. You do like you need to go down the field with George Pickens. That has to happen. No, I'm mean, look. They they need more from
1: Pickens too. You know, I mean, they need more than just go routes and sideline back shoulder fades. You know, they 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 need to start calling plays for him and getting him freed up against man coverage and all the things that the great receivers do in this business.
0: All right, so let's talk about it. Houston, uh, our favorite quarterback, C.J. Stroud, and the Texans, who are 5-4, and four, get Arizona. The Texans can be 6-4, and four, baby.
1: Yeah. So I went back and, and watched C.J. Stroud last week again. And, you know, he had eight, like we, we call a, a pass play over 20 yards, an explosive pass play. He had eight of them in one game, eight last week. And none of them were to his number one wide receiver. You know he's throwing you know to a whole bunch of other guys, but eight explosive plays is that's about as much as you can get in any game. It's um, absurd, isn't it? But, I, but, I, but you know, I, look, I, I, think, I think I think the line on the game is like four. But Kyler Murray played great last week. I mean, he didn't have any rust on him. He ran good. He took the team down the field. Just kicked a game-winning field goal uh, against Atlanta. Like I like what uh, what Arizona did last week. But I just think right now, CJ Stroud, like they ran the ball. Houston ran the ball like Motor Singletary had 150 yards rushing. They got a good offense line. They played really well together. I like I like the Texans to keep winning here.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you big time. And speaking of the AFC South, another big one in that division: Jacksonville and Tennessee. So the Jags, after getting trounced by the Niners. Back in action against Tennessee. And uh, this is an important game for Jacksonville after getting pasted last week. It is. You know, after Will Levis had that
1: great opening game where he threw three touchdown passes, he's really struggled since. And the team has struggled. Teams have figured out how to either stop Derrick Henry or at least slow him down. And so that's Jacksonville's... Really, that, that's what their challenge is. And you got to penetrate. There's just things you have to do to not let him get started. Um, and I think Jackson will have a game, a good game plan. I think they'll bounce back this week. I, you know, they're, they're not nearly as bad as what they looked against San Francisco. And they're not getting that type of uh, uh, an opponent. It's a division opponent, so they know each other well. Uh, Tennessee still has a formidable offensive uh, defensive front. Um, you know, with Simmons and Landry and you know Denico Autry, they still have a formidable front. But I, I think that Jacksonville is is good enough to overcome all that.
0: Yeah, I I, I think so. I I, I do. I, I'm just they need to play. I mean, they were really disjointed. I was I was really surprised. Listen, we know how good the Niners defense is, but I still expected something out of that Jags offense with Lawrence and at the end and and Kirk and Ridley and. I mean, that's in Ingram. I mean, that's a, great, that's a great offense. Like, that kind of defense shouldn't just completely bring you to a
1: halt. Uh, 49ers just played so fast last week. I mean, they couldn't, like, it, it was really, Trevor was just under duress every time he dropped back last week.
0: Shout out to the Condor, Mad Max. Yes. joined us, and uh, uh, it was awesome. Baldy loves you too. That's yeah. Who doesn't love yeah. Baldy? All the players yeah. in this league love that man. They yeah. love Baldy. They all talk yeah. to him, they all follow him on social media. It, it's the best. And uh, Max loves Baldy. We talked about it the Raiders and the Dolphins. So, Raiders defense obviously look a little better, but you got a real. Well, it's uh, a different group.
1: opponent. I mean, it's not the Jets right. or the Giants. Right. So we're talking about a real quarterback, yeah. a real offense, real, real, real explosive player. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> I, I believe Max will play well, and I believe that I, I believe that Josh Jacobs will get a lot of touches, and they're going to try to do what they've done the last couple of weeks. cobble the run game to go to, to go with you know some throws to Devontae, um, but I, I like this Miami team coming off a bye. They're going to be fully healthy. I think a chain is coming back, um, but regardless. Like I think Miami's ready for a really good stretch here. Like they're a good football team. Um, they do a lot of things really, really well. This could be and what we asked Max at the end, you know, of that interview the other day, cuz was do you have enough in the locker room to keep this certain you know, this resurgence going? And he said yes, categorically. But I don't think they do, uh, in order to overcome what Miami has right now.
0: Yeah, I mean that's very they're a beast. We know how good Miami, and explosive, the Dolphins are as they sit at six and three in the AFC East. I think and defensively, it really looks to get, like the it team good. that you trust the most. What's that? You look, you look at the Dolphins. They're the team you trust the most in that division. Now that Buffalo is scuffling.
1: Well, that and I think the defense is going to be really good by the time you get to December. Like they've got Jalen and Xavier on the on the corners. They have Kohu who's their their nickel. Javon Holland is back after missing two games. Um they got help like Terren Armstead is back at left tackle. Like they've gotten healthy, but defensively, Jalen Phillips and like what they have coming off the edge right now, like it's it's pretty substantial. Like they that's gonna be a top I believe it's gonna be somewhere in the top five defenses by the time the season ends.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. I, 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 like, I like their defense. All I do is call, too. Carolina hosts the Cowboys. So the Cowboys get another team. It's amazing, man. They have played a lot of bad teams, and they have crushed those bad teams. So now you get Carolina. Frank Reich is taking back the play-calling duties for the Panthers.
1: What was terrible when Frank began calling plays to start the season? Then he gave it to Thomas Brown. Now he's taking it back because honestly, like, if he's going to literally go down with the ship, he might as well do it his way and have his calls and let him talk to Bryce Young. Because I don't think this owner is going to be this. You know, this owner, David Tepper, because I think he's the wealthiest owner in the league. Like some guys, you know, hedge fund guy, Wall Street. Um, he's not going to be. He's just not going to be patient. He's just not. And when it's when they're not showing up at his stadium, and they're not creating a buzz, and the quarterback isn't playing well, like I can see this thing with Frank being one and done. I can see wow. no patience with this. I can see it. Yeah. Like because it's just been it's been that disjointed.
0: Well, I can I mean, see. I'll it. Be honest with you, I thought. Now listen, on full disclosure. Matt Rules a, is a great friend of the show. But I, I think Matt is a terrific football coach. I know you do too. He takes over the job in COVID, in the thick of thicket of COVID. All right, he didn't. Guys didn't even weren't in the same room. He was so yeah. Right off the bat, that's how he started his tenure in Carolina. I mean, you're not no quarterback. I think you got to show a little more patience with Matt. But he blew him out. I thought too early.
1: Well, I mean, so I'm just saying there's a track record there. Yeah. That there was no, okay, well, it was COVID. You know, he's sending team messages to rally the troops, you know, via the internet, you know, or or Zoom or whatever he yeah. had to do back then. Um, but I'm not I'm not advocating it, and I'm not saying it's not going to happen. It, it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's a bad product right now. Um, it doesn't look like it has improved at all, okay? And so you we need to see – in these next seven weeks, we need to see real improvement from the quarterback. Like he's got to play bigger. He's got to be better. He's got to be more efficient, more accurate. And you can't say, well, it's just the offense line. Because in the last game, the offense line played good. Taylor Moten and Big Egg, they played well. It wasn't the offense line. They, they just, you know, they didn't see the field well. They didn't execute well. The, the play design is questionable exactly what they're trying to do. Um, you could, so that's why Frank's taking it back. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll call my plays. I'll do it my way. We'll see if we can get this thing turned around. But to your point, I mean, Dallas is going to get this team that's in disarray. Like, they don't miss their layups, cuz. Like, this is a layup for Dallas. And they're not overlooking them. This isn't, you know, one of those types. Like, they go there to get their numbers. Like, Michael Parsons, I don't think he had a tackle last week. He didn't
0: have a tackle lately. Like, nope. He didn't have a tackle. So I think
1: he, he's looking for two sacks. He's looking for some quarterback hits. Like, he's looking to get his numbers. C.D. Lamb's got 500 yards receiving the last three weeks. Like, he's looking to keep getting his numbers. So, Dak threw for 400 last week. Like, all these guys are like, well, we might as well just go and light it up, you know, and run them out of the gym.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can totally see that. All right, let's go to the NFC North now. Lions back in NFC North territory facing the Bears when uh, we get the return finally. Justin Fields is about to come back and play, and uh, this should be a good game. I'm curious to see Fields back. I I don't think the the Bears are 3-7. I think they're better than 3-7.
1: Well, this is a totally different team right now um, that Justin Fields is going into quarterback than it was when he got hurt. You know, five weeks ago, this defense was in disarray. They're the number one run defense in football right now. You know, when you look at what Montez Sweat did last week, you know, after the trade with Washington, like, he showed up. Like, they, their defense right now, T.J. Edwards, as you know, will make every tackle. Like, he's just a good football player. Um, But they, defensively, they're much better than they've been. And then offensively, um, you know, they need – this is an audition for Justin Fields. You know, like, he's auditioning to, you know, keep his job, be there long term. Like, they need to see him – Played really well. And then Detroit, um, I mean, their offense line is as good as anybody's in football. Like, what they can do with the line of scrimmage allows Ben Johnson to be super creative in all phases of the offense because they can win the line of scrimmage, they can pr- protect the quarterback, and they can, they can do misdirection unlike a lot of other teams because they can just pound you if they want to do that to you.
0: All right. Let's go to another NFC North venue, Lambeau Field. Yes, it's Green Bay and the Chargers. Chargers coming off that incredible game against Detroit where they fall. Their defense is a mess. The, the Packers showed a little life. Jordan Love played well last week.
1: Mm-hmm. He did. Like they just couldn't finish it. They couldn't finish it. they They were down there to go win it, they just couldn't finish it off. Um, the Chargers look you give up 41 points and you give up the game winning drive uh, for a field goal like we see this just too often we just see this too often to the Chargers and you know the week before they make Zach Wilson look like he he doesn't belong in the league and they're sacking him you know eight times and all this stuff and last week like those guys were invisible uh, you know and so against Detroit so what good offensive lines do. They just neutralize you. So Green Bay doesn't have an offensive line like that. But I, I I believe, like, Jordan Love is getting better. He just has a very young core around him. Romeo Dobbs, Watson, you know, Musgrave. Like, all these guys are very, very Jayden young. Jaden Reed, you know, is a really good young player. Uh Wicks is a, is a rookie. Like, they're just playing a lot of young guys. And so sometimes you got to live with some mistakes. But I think they're getting better though, and, and maybe this is the week they break through,
0: yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. I think it's uh I think it's a good game i I actually think i and I agree with that I think you' we're saying the same thing that Green Bay is going to play the Chargers tough and would not be surprised to see if they win that game. uh to the NFC East we go, the last of the one o'clock games, oh, this Giants team is just brutal. commanders. And the Giants. So Washington, New York, the storied rivals has now become a laughing stock.
1: Well, they, they remember last year, they, they, that was one of the ties in the league last year. Yeah. Like 2020 was a tie. But, you know, the Washington is still very competitive, though. They're very competitive.
0: They do. They, they play, play tough, man.
1: They play you know, Seattle. even without Chase Ryan and Montez Sweat on the yeah. defensive line, they're still playing really – I mean, they're playing tough football. And they do a lot of things really well. Like, Brian Robinson is having a decent season. Um, You know, they're trying to get to 500. You know, they were a 500 team last year. They're 4-6 and right now. This is a big game for them. I think Sam Howell has, like, look, he makes too many mistakes, but he also makes a lot of plays, you know? So, you know, like, he's, maybe he is the guy long-term right now. Like, it's it's kind of funny. Like, he's their second-leading rusher.
0: You don't no, think I it's know. Sam Hill? No, you're right. He's play he's played pretty well. I mean, listen, he played well last week in Seattle. And and remember, you know, you just referenced when you lose two big players on your defensive front, like you're thinking Chase Young, Montez Sweat, you move on from the well, what does that mean? And look, they competed. They competed on both sides of the ball last week against Seattle. It's a field goal difference.
1: You know, it's a tough loss. Defensively, you know, they – you know, without those guys, they give up a lot – you know, their share of, of big plays. But they were giving up big plays with those guys. You know, I mean, there's, they're a bottom fielder defensively right now. But offensively, you know, like that quarterback, like he's pretty impressive some days. You know, I'm not I, – I can't say, like, he can't be the long-term answer there. You know, like, they, they're they're improving. And they've got a good passing game right now.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, I don't know about
1: that, but I mean, you know, they're middle of the road, like middle of the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, the Giants just can't wait for the season to be over. (laughs) Well, I mean,
1: if you're the Giants right now,
0: I mean, what is,
1: if you're Saquon, what's what's the incentive outside of just being a pro and just, you know, and being a pro about it? But like, they're not going anywhere. And are they in complete rebuild mode right now? When you're two and eight, um, you you can't score. Uh, the offense line has been broken all year.
0: I don't know what I don't know what there's what the building block there is. If I'm Saquon's cousin, I'm telling him don't play.
1: Yeah, I'm we can't telling him come
0: down with you a mysterious try. injury. I know that sounds like heresy, but you're on a one-year deal. All you're doing is chewing up. The back part of your career for what? For who? For what? Like Ricky Waters said,
1: yeah, it, it's just it, it's just such a massive disappointment from the buzz that was there coming off a playoff win. What I saw up there uh, in the off season through uh, training camp, it's just such a, a massive games that they could have easily won. Um, you know, against the Jets, against Buffalo, when they're just blowing play calls. To see both quarterbacks hurt, you know, you're down to Tommy DeVito. Like, I don't think anybody thought Tommy DeVito no. was going to be a guy that we're going to rely on.
0: Yeah,
1: And here we are. You know, Daniel Jones, you know, two times in three years now. He's on the shelf.
0: All right. For the 4 uh, o'clock games, now you're going to be at this game. I love a baldy road trip. Yeah. You will be in San Francisco. Yes. see the Buccaneers play the Niners. Now, when you, are you leaving tomorrow morning? When are you leaving? Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow.
1: Leaving tomorrow to get out there.
0: So a Saturday flight. Now, what does before we get to the game, the matchup, what will Baldy do Saturday night in San Fran? Uh, you know, normally
1: I um, I stay downtown. And uh, I've done a lot of different things. Like I I, I stayed down by the wharf. Usually for this particular trip, just because I'm coming and I usually go on Friday. So I'm downtown just enjoying San Francisco. And so there could be, you know, restaurants. I got uh, a former teammate of mine that lives there. I hook up with him, whatever. This trip, I'm just literally going to the airport. I land, you know, I don't know, seven o'clock at night. I'm just going to stay in straight Santa Clara going to the game, going to study the one o'clock games in the stadium and come right back on a red eye. So I'm really not doing anything.
0: So no, no even no Saturday night. But no, at least a fine. Night? Not this trip.
1: Wow. I, I mean, I've done that. I, I'm going out there in three weeks to do the Seattle San Francisco game, and I'll probably go out on a Thursday or Friday, and nice. so we'll we'll kind of make up for it at that time.
0: Good, 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 good. A little right.
1: Union Square, you know, some you know something like that.
0: Yeah, I'll. You know, listen, I need some. Yeah, you know, you're out there. I, I need a baldy night out, like. I remember, it, correct me if I'm wrong, weren't you on a yacht party in San Francisco one year? You were with? No,
1: I, I've never been. No, I, have, I, I haven't done that. I mean,
0: I've done with, Who you were with? You were at some party. Now, I, I, I forgive me because this goes back years. Paulie and I yeah. would do our show together. You were at some big hot shot party with, like, it was in San I thought they they were. It was a boat, something on the on the bay. Uh, that one that that, that doesn't ring a bell. I've done you know our our former
1: you know our station manager Matt Nihagen is out there. I I go and do stuff at his radio station 97.5, the uh out there the ninety 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 five seventy ninety five seventy the game So I go out and do the morning show with him with uh, bonte and joe so yeah and i think actually i've got a ticket to the warriors saturday night if i oh, want to go dude,
0: really yeah. Oh, so warriors play, yeah
1: warriors play saturday night
0: That's so awesome
1: so the guy that i do the morning radio show with bonte he does the warriors pregame show so i've got a ticket now i land like at seven so you know it's a little pain in the butt to get there i could probably get there in the second quarter But if I want to go, I've got a pass to go to the Warriors game.
0: Oh, that's great. Oh, that's cool. All right, last last thing on this. Did you – was there a Super Bowl or an NFC Championship game where – I think it was a Super Bowl that you were at where there was no hotel rooms. You had to stay on the water.
1: Had to stay where?
0: On the water. On the water. Is that pot? Oh, uh, never uh, mind. Uh, but, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm derailing us. I just yeah. remember Baldy's stories, and I'm thinking like I, it, it was like a baller st- type of story because you, you you know you're running those circles, ball uh, Baldy. You know that.
1: Well, I remember being on a a yacht when the Super Bowl was in New York, S- Seattle, and you know and uh, and the Patriots. And so I guess this was it. Yeah, and I remember being on a yacht going around Manhattan.
0: You know, the night, I don't know
1: if that was Friday night or Saturday night, I forget. Okay, yeah, that was pretty good. Party,
0: a a yacht, yeah, that was a good party. Like, most stories begin, guy walks into a bar, yeah. The stories I write, Baldy is on a yacht, (laughs) yeah, all right, (laughs) something else happens. Well, let's just see if there's um, if we can make that
1: happen on Saturday. I'm not ruling being on, like, I actually, you know what, I. There was one Super Bowl in San Francisco, Super Bowl 50, Denver um, Denver and Carolina. And I did all of my weekly hits at the San Francisco Yacht Club. So we were yeah, we were Peter down Lander. there at the Yacht Club on the Bay. Yes! So that, we were there all week long. That's what I'm talking about. He's got like a jar well, like like the... of the memory, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good.
0: Listen. I Know your stories better than you know your stories. <laughs> All right, tell yeah. me about the game. Does Brock have another game? You know, it's interesting. You know, who I talked to today, how about that Rocco Beck from Iowa State, okay. Andy Beck's son? Yeah, and we on. were talking about Brock Purdy today because Rocco's the quarterback now for the Cyclone. Well, he, he, he plays for Matt Campbell,
1: so yep. Matt Campbell came in as coach there, he recruited Brock Purdy. To Iowa State out of Arizona. Uh, I might have done Brock's first game in college. I forget he, he didn't start like the first three or four weeks before he went in there. But you know, I think for the second week in a row, though, this is kind of interesting to to, to track. Last week he went up against Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in the draft. You know, three years ago, and this week against Tampa, he's going to go up against Baker, who was the number one pick in the draft. And I think he's going to outplay Baker in this game. Uh, Tampa really can't run the ball very well. They're not very good up front. Uh, they have really struggled to run the ball three years in a row now. And so if you just say, okay, Baker, drop back and throw it to Mike Evans and Godwin and KDOT and whatever, like that's a, that's a tall order against San Francisco.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. All right. Very important game in the AFC East and a vital game for the Bills Yes. The five and five Buffalo Bills hosted Jets. And look, Jets' defense is good, as you know. And the way this Buffalo offense, I don't know, man. I, I need them to play well this week.
1: Well, you know, the body language by Josh on Monday night against Denver wasn't very good, sitting on the bench, just looking like the guy's falling. Like, he's he's a top five quarterback in this league. Like. I don't care if if guy drops a pass and it gets intercepted, like carry yourself with swag. Like he's a a legit superstar. Like superstars win these games. Like I don't care how good the Jets defense is. Go win the game. Like you're better than the Jets defense. Now, you know, he turned the ball over. Uh, They turned the ball. They threw three three interceptions and fumbled at week one. And the Jets won, you know, on a punt return uh, for a touchdown to win the game. But, you know, Jets' offense is dreadful. And so I don't think that's going to change. I don't even know if Garrett Wilson is going. And he's like the one legitimate receiver they have. So you might see this one rookie that I'm just telling you to, like, keep your eye on. uh, is he a Bonaconda? Like, this kid out of Pitt is a pretty special player. He's going to get a chance to play on Sunday. But I, I expect Buffalo, I, the Jets' defense can give you problems, and they're, they're talented, but it's not like you can't run the ball against the Jets' defense. And they ran the ball for 200 yards on Monday night.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the last of the uh, 4 o'clock games is the Rams hosting the Seahawks. First, let's talk about the Rams a little bit. They they got all those – they got those three receivers, right? Because, you know, you look at – well, you got Cooper, right? So you got Cup. You got cool. – uh, Puka, you got Nakua, and I like that Atwell too, man. Mm-hmm. So got, he's fast. They just can't, again, but they can't protect, right? Like, Stafford uh, can't stay healthy, and they struggle protecting.
1: Well, they've had, a, you know, I think they've got some some guys. Steve Avila, the rookie, is, looks like he's going to be a good left guard for a long time. Um, you know, they've got a lot of young players on defense. They beat Seattle week one in Seattle. Um, it shocked, kind of shocked the league, to be honest with you but you know they they took him apart. They beat him 30 to 13 in that first game of the season. Um look, you protect Matt Stafford. He's going to he's going to find these receivers. They're just that good. And that's really the challenge. But I like I like Seattle secondary a lot. Like I think they're going to bounce back.
0: Yeah, I know you do. You, love, you you love the spoon.
1: Spoon and I you know I and I I like a Woolen, Tariq Woolen on the other side. Um I, I like uh Quandre Diggs. I mean, I like their secondary.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, it's interesting. So, what do you do? Like, if you're the Rams, what, like, what do you do going forward? So, you know, I mean, at some point, you're going to have to find a quarterback because Stafford can't stay healthy. Do you try to go with it one more year, piecemeal it together, hope that Matt Stafford stays healthy, and, and like, regroup to take another run? Like, what's your, what's your strategy if, if you're stewarding the Rams?
1: Well, I, I think Stafford's going to be there. I mean, I don't know if they're going to – they've got three wins. I don't know where they're going to end up, if they're going to be in a position where they could get one of these top guys. This uh, – you know, they, they signed Carson. I don't think that's a long-term answer. But, you know, with Sean McVay, who knows? Maybe, you know, he, he got the best out of Stafford. Um, maybe he can get the best out of Carson. And Carson's still young. So, I mean, you might have something there. We don't know until we see him get a chance to go play.
0: All right, and then uh, finally, the Sunday nighter. And uh, this is interesting because the Vikings, who we, we love, because we love watching, we're loving uh, Joshua Dobbs, we love Brian Flores, what he's done with that defense. And against uh, the revitalized Denver Broncos, right? We just saw Denver winning Buffalo. Now they got to go to Minnesota. Uh, this is a tough game. This is like,
1: this, is, this be- is in Denver. This is, this is in Denver. This game's in Denver.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. In Denver.
1: Yeah. It's in Denver. It's going to be tough.
0: It's going to yeah, be, going to be a tough spot in
1: Minnesota. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I like the way uh, Denver's playing. I flipped. It's okay. Burst it. No, no, it's, it's going to be a tough spot. I think for Minnesota, like defensively, I think they're fine. I think we're going to see a good defensive game. And then it's a question of really, which offense can you force into a mistake? But Denver's very well coached right now. Uh, they've won three in a row. I think they get back in the playoff race this week. and they get their... Can you
0: imagine Sean Payton back in the playoff race? Oh, my God.
1: It's the reason why you pay these guys what you pay some of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's pretty wild. That's, that's going to be wild. Uh, speaking of the Vikes, real quick, because I, I love Addison. So Jordan Addison out of pit. Uh, I, I I'll tell you, Baldy, there's some great wide young wideouts in this league that are fun. We talked about Zay Flowers to start the show, and I want to end with Addison. Addison's a nice player, man.
1: Well, he was he was Kenny Pickett's guy at Pitt. Then he went to USC, you know, with Caleb and he had a decent year there. But he's a great route runner. He's a great route runner. Yeah, but Puka Nakua, you know, right now, uh, you look at, you know, what Zay is doing. Like, there's there's some young talent in this business. But, look, every college is throwing the football. Like, there's a lot to choose from in every shape and size. You want slot receivers. You want big X receivers. I mean, they're, they're coming in waves right now. We had a run of four straight receivers that went in the first round. Addison was one of them. Zay Flowers was one of them. So, these guys went early in the draft, and the, the run on them went quick. Four
0: straight players in a row. Yeah, it's – It's going to be a good Sunday of football, but it's not even close. The sexiest game, the game of the week, is the rematch of the Super Bowl. And uh, we know it's going to be incredible. So make sure, Baldy, on Monday, we're going to go all in on previewing the Monday night game, the rematch of the Super Bowl. Chiefs and Eagles, I want to to go through – last year's Super Bowl, let's go through the tape of last year's Super Bowl and kind of, you know, put a bow on it through a baldy breakdown. All right. So I want to do that. We'll have some special guests. Like, I want to go all in. I cannot wait for this game. All right. We'll, we'll,
1: we'll do a full show on previewing the Monday night game, starting with Super Bowl 57 and what happened in uh, Arizona last year.
0: I will right, we'll do a little. You're, we're going to take you inside the meat locker. Let's do it. For it. Now, of course, Baldy's in Florida. If, the, if if North is the meat locker, where you got the fish tank down there? Yeah, the
1: fish tanks be. That'd be a good call for. It. I mean, it'd be a good day. It's just, it's like a big lake out there today, man. It's calm as can be.
0: Did you go? Did you go in? I
1: was in the water today. My my, my nephew's down here with a couple of his buddies. They're all surfers, so they're surf, so they're surfing up in Palm Beach today. So they're going to come back with you know war stories from being out in the water all day.
0: I mean, I mean not for nothing. How cool would it be to have Baldy as your uncle? I mean Uncle well, Baldy. Like, are you kidding me? Uncle Baldy yeah. and, and when and, and, and they show I I didn't do the show tonight
1: for the NFL network, but you know, the beers are on me tonight. So like they don't even have to like they don't even have to reach in their pockets tonight. You know, so there'll be four knuckleheads it will be just like like slapping the salt water out of their hair, you know. We'll see. It should be a good time.
0: That's why you're the coolest, man. All right, listen, enjoy the weekend, safe trip out west, and then we'll re- reconvene in the Meat Locker and NFL Films on Monday. Love. I you, can't buddy.
1: wait. I can't wait. It's, it's, it's the game of the year, so we, we, we need to give it special
0: attention. Yeah, I'm with you. For ball, right, I'm Cuz. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the football on Sunday, and we'll see you Monday. Don't forget, subscribe.